Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. All right, I am here with the one, the only, Detroit's number one hype girl, number one fitness trainer, and one of my best friends, Lindsay Holder. I'm so happy to have you on the Crying Burns Calorie Podcast. Tell everybody who you are, what you do. Well, first of all, I'm super honored to be here. Thank you so much. I just love the fact that I get to be here with you. I and um, I'm Lindsay. I am... Gosh, where do I even, it's, it, everybody always asks this question and I'm like, I'm just Lindsay. Um, but I, I'm Linz. <laughs> I'm Linz. I'm your girl. I'm your bestie. I'm a trainer. I am a hype girl. I am, I own a, a private training gym in the city of Detroit and I just, I'm me. You're me. I love it. So Lindsay is like a super magnetic person. Like you're just really, she's somebody that you're just really drawn to. And I, um, I'm lucky enough that I, I, she's one of my best friends. I get to call her that, but Lindsay and I met a couple of years ago. I told her I was going to tell this story on the podcast (laughs) because it was my first experience hanging out with her. And like for me, I had seen Lindsay on social media and then we had sort of connected, but she's somebody that I had like look up to. But I was also somebody that never really got out much. Like I met Lindsay when I was going through my separation. And what sort of drew me to her is that she had been through a separation. She had been through a divorce. All my friends were happily married with kids. And I had never met somebody that had been through the same thing as me. So that really drew me to her on top of her just being super honest and vulnerable about it. Because at that time, I was very hidden about it. And I was very almost embarrassed but my first time hanging out with Lindsay, she, we were walking through downtown Detroit. <laughs> I can't. We're I'm walking, dying. <laughs> we're walking through downtown Detroit and <clears throat> Lindsay's got this like rock and bod. She's got like a booty that you would not even believe. <laughs> and this guy drives by, there's two guys in a truck and this guy hangs out the window and barks at us like a dog. Okay. He's like, row, row, row. and I was so, I never seen anything like this in my life. Linz didn't even blink an eye <laughs> telling you this girl was like, Keep it was like, one, girl. it was like an everyday occurrence for her. And I was so shook that somebody would do that. And she just, I think she just kept the conversation going. And it was at that moment where I was like, Oh shit. 
this girl, this girl knows what she's, she knows something about something. <laughs> that is such a good story. I still, I vividly remember that moment. I vividly remember it. And your face was everything. I mean, you were just like petrified. And I'm just like, just keep going. Let's just, just what are we having going. lunch? Where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about, because I think like as women, we are so, um, we're so scared to tell our story and we're scared to be vulnerable. And this is something that I have learned only like myself and being in therapy that like vulnerability is so beautiful, but this is something that for you seemed like it almost came natural. Like you've just been so open and honest with your social media platform, with who you are in life, with just owning you as a woman. And like, talk a little bit about that. Like, how did you get to that point? Um, you know, what's so funny is I got to that point by just getting to that point to hitting rock bottom and really having no choice, but to humble myself and just allow whoever to come into my life, come into my life and whoever leave my life, leave my life. Um, you know, as Katie was saying, I was the first out of all of my friends to, and my family to get married. And I was the first to get divorced. And, you know, I've always been a trailblazer. I've always (laughs) been the leader. And I, you know, I just had to do it that way. Um, Just a little different path you're leading. You know, I just had to do it different. (laughs) I've always been different. I will always be different. And I think, um, you know, what it took was hitting those dark places and relying on my family and the trusted friends that I had at the time or still have um, to get me to where I'm at now. And I still, every single day, I'm just like reminded how grateful I I am to have the people that I have in my life. Um, And to realize that nobody's life is perfect. I mean, social media is, you post literally 15 seconds of your day and you know, we have 24 hours in a day. I cry every single day. Do you think I post that on social media? No, I post how great my abs look in the one, you know, photo that I have after the one morning I wake up, not bloated. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Out of the entire month, just that one, that one morning, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, just being authentic, like realizing like my life is nowhere near perfect and it's okay to live a life where it's not perfect. It's okay yeah. to, to have down moments. I think that was such a hard thing for me at first is you want to show yeah. up so perfect on social media, but then you yeah. realize that people actually want to connect with a human. They want to yes. connect with somebody that's like imperfect. And yeah. even being out here in Colorado, like sleeping, I'm sleeping on an air mattress. I've been out here for <laughs> 60 days and everyone's like, gosh, you look like you're thriving in Colorado. I'm like, what? really? I do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and and then you start to realize like, okay, maybe I need to be a little bit more realistic. Like we live in this world of like, just like filters and perfect news feeds. And, but I think people are so drawn to, it's becoming more popular to be drawn to a human connection. First, we were drawn to a perfect news feed and we wanted that person's life, but now it's like, let's all sort of connect together. Exactly. I think the way that social media has gone Um, some of like the people there's like Rachel Hollis. She was the, one of the first ones to post like her stretch marks. And I think a lot of women connected to that because it it is true. Like we all have stretch marks. We all have cellulite. 
And Mm -hmm. why are we only posting the angle where you see, obviously, like, you know, when your yoga pants are up past your belly button, you're not going to see the rest of your stomach. That's why people connected with her. And I think she kind of inspired me to be a little bit more, you know, real with everybody as well. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I love about Lindsay and we'll sort of transition into the fitness part of it is that yeah. you have, you create such an inclusive fitness environment. Yeah. And I'm curious, like how that really started for you. Like, how did you, because we live in a world where fitness and fitness modeling and everything has to be perfect. And even when you look at gyms, you know, when they're posting videos, it's always, of. Uh, the videos of people that would be quote unquote in shape or have more fit bodies. And you've created this inclusive environment where you're like, Hey, every body is beautiful and everybody deserves to be taken care of. And everybody is strong. And I just think it's so amazing. So like, did you start that from the beginning or is that something you transitioned into? It's always been that way. I, you know, I was an athlete, but I've always been different. And I knew that because I would look at even my sister who she's a little taller than me, I was always a lot stronger and more powerful in my thighs and my legs. And I was always kind of the girl who grew up, oh, you know, Lindsay, that's not going to fit you. And from a very early age, I realized, okay, my body is a little bit different than the girls at, you know, at school. And um, even being an athlete and a trainer my whole life, I still get intimidated to go into the gym, to take a, a Pilates class or to go to a new studio. And I got so tired of feeling that way. And all I could think about was how are the other people? How do they feel? I want to create an environment where people can walk in and feel seen and feel safe. And I think that that's where it all started. You know, I didn't really always have my my own gym. It's only been a year and a half that I've had my own space. But my community has always been everybody, no matter who you are. And I... I don't know what it is about myself, but I just, I want to love every single person. And whether you are an Olympic athlete or you've never worked out a day in your life, I want you to come into the lab and feel good about yourself, feel comfortable. It it is, it's such an intimidating feeling. And I'm sure, you know, just like walking into a new space and you have the little tiny fitness trainer with like a 12 pack of abs and she's got on these little shorts and you're like wearing, you know, a baggy t-shirt, 12 shirts and a hat and sunglasses. Like you're, you're intimidated. And I don't want people to feel that way. I want you to walk in feeling confident and I want you to leave feeling even more confident. So, you know, I think the cool part about my community is everybody encourages each other. It's like, I can just, I can be a fly on the wall and just listen to the little conversations going on. And it almost brings tears to my eyes because I've just seen so many beautiful relationships and connections and encouragement through all of it. And I just think that that's, it's something that I've always, I've always wanted and dreamed for myself. I just didn't know could be possible. I mean, you've really truly created that like good. And I think that's a cool, cool story from like where you were going into the gyms and feeling intimidated because People need to know that's normal. Yeah. Even as trainers, even out here in Colorado, having to go into new gyms, I'm like, 
oh, I'll just be over here in the corner. Don't mind me. You're, you're, yeah. you're intimidated. You're nervous, no matter what the situation is. So you're right. It's like somebody who isn't familiar, we're familiar with it. We're familiar with the right. lips, the workouts, everything. Totally. But if you're not like, you can imagine how that would feel and how extra intimidating it would feel. And we give the advice of like, we'll just go to the gym. But then it's, it's realizing that it's not just getting to the gym. It's going into the gym. It's feeling confident in the gym. It's navigating yeah. that, which brings a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. I think it's the feeling of feeling small. Yeah. And I never want anybody to feel small. I want everybody to just walk in and feel like this just safe, comforting feeling. And I don't want, even for myself, like sometimes I'm like, I feel like I have to shrink myself in order to fit into this class or to feel like even, even going to like a Pilates class, you know, I have to almost shrink myself. I don't want that for my community. I want everybody to, to come in and and feel big, feel strong. Yeah. We're we're scared to be seen. It's like you want, and I'm, I'm the same way with my coaching. I want you to be empowered, like on your own, you know, I think so often fitness or your health or whatever you're doing is taking away from your body and taking away from your mental health and your emotional health and making you feel small. And it's like, it should give back to you. It should light you up. It should make you feel empowered. Yeah. I think the other thing is like, I, I don't want people to think that coming to my gym is about your body. It, It is not about the six pack of abs. It is not about losing weight. It's about learning mentally that I can push through the hard things that are put in front of me. It's not about, you know, let's hop on the scale next week. Let's see what you weigh. It'll never be about that at my gym. And that's something that I see constantly with the diet culture of like, you know, 30 day detox. I have people coming in like, you know, I just did a a detox, a 12 day detox with teas, and, you know, and I'm like, okay, we're going to give me the teas, give me the, the teas. I'm going to throw them in the garbage. You can watch me. I'm going to burn these MFs because this is not the way we're doing it. I want you to learn that it's all, it starts up in, in the mind, in your mindset and coming into the gym. It's, it's pushing through the hard things and it's learning the correct form of everything. Because a lot of times you go to a gym and a trainer doesn't give an SHIT about what your form looks like. They just want you to sweat and see, you know, at the end of the day, what your calories on your Apple watch have burned, but that's not, that's not how we do it at the lab. I remember when I worked for lifetime fitness, it was a short stint. I worked there for one year only because it instantly was my first job in the fitness industry, but they would teach you like in this consultation, I forget what they called it, but you had to do this consultation. The first thing they'd have you do is put somebody on the scale. You get their weight, you get their body fat, and then you put them in a room and you'd ask them all these questions about where they're at and how that makes them feel and like to bring out emotion. And they would be like, oh yeah, criers or buyers. And it was this really nasty environment of like, make people feel bad about themselves, make them see where they're at and then sell them training. But it was never about helping them feel happy, healthy, and confident. And that was what I got into this industry because I wanted to help people feel happy, healthy, and confident. And that was so defeating to me that that was how they would run things. That's why I only lasted, I barely lasted a year there. But to see you, like if you watch Lindsay's stories and follow her on Instagram, the people at her gym are laughing and smiling and they're lit up and they're lifting weight and they're 
they look just so empowered, so strong. And I just think it's, it's such a cool thing that you've done. Thank you. Yeah. They walk in with a box of Cheez-Its SV. <laughs> and I'm like, they do. why are you walking up to the door of my facility with a box of Cheez-Its and your hand is in the box? Yeah. Girl, but she shows, she shows that. She's authentic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you really like, it doesn't matter shape, size, strength level, skin color. Like you are for everybody. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I think it stand it stands out like you wouldn't believe. Thank you. That means a lot. I also I do feel like a lot of women follow you. One, I know we talked about in the beginning because you're more vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and you're sort of authentic and you stand for women empowerment. But yeah. a lot of women feel like where they're at in life, it's like they don't even know where to start. They don't even know where to start to take care of themselves or their body or get into a gym or tell their truth or tell their story. So like, what would you tell those girls? You know what I have? And I look at it every single morning. It's a sticky note and it just says, do it. Even when you don't want to, that's when it really matters. I think you just, you have to do it. Whatever it is, you just have to do it. I don't know, you know, maybe social media is your outlet. Maybe sitting down with another girl to, you know, build a relationship or a friendship or just, you know, a connection with them. I would say do that. You know, just be yourself. Be okay with who you are. Look at yourself in the mirror and just remind yourself you are one of one. There is nobody else that is you. And that's it. God put you on this earth for a purpose and to, and to live into who you are, figure out who you are and be proud of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's one thing I've realized going through so much change in my life and going through divorce and going through struggles. And, you know, Lindsay and I have both dealt a little, a little bit with abuse in different ways. And it's like, we, if we want change, it's an inside job. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, you know what else it is? It's acknowledging your flaws and where you played the part because we can sit here all day. I can sit here and blame everybody else for why I'm the way that I am, but really it takes two to tango. It's a 50, 50 thing. And it's acknowledging and, and being very aware of the, the issues that you have and working through those. Yes. I think it's so important. I'm so glad you said that because that was what sort of a, a place I wanted to go with you is that it takes so much to acknowledge that I, I was broken. Yeah. You know, you want to, it's so easy to blame everybody else, but for why sure. was I broken? Why did I settle for a point in life where I just thought this is my next step, even though I knew it wasn't for me, it was what everybody else was doing. And I wanted to follow that crowd. What was broken inside of me where I was able to put up with being treated a certain way for so long. And you, you start to understand, but you don't understand it when you're in it. Cause you want to blame everybody else. You want to blame that person for all your wrongs. And then when you have just yourself and you're left yeah. with you, I mean, I think therapy has really helped me dive into this as well, but it's like, I got to fix me. And when you start to do that, you like, I think that's truly what builds confidence is owning your truth, owning what you like that were broken too. Yeah. It's like, it, it causes you to level up and everything that was bothering you below has now just left. And now you're here and you're able to kind of see from the outside perspective of like, okay, I needed to fix me first. 
And now I'm, I'm more secure in who I am. So the things that you were doing are no longer allowed. And I am going to continue to move forward. And also I'm going to share my story and make sure all these other girls know that they can do it too. Yeah. That's one of the biggest switches that I made is like, well, how do I make sure my life goes the way that I want it to? How do I make sure these things don't happen to me again? And it's like, I make sure by knowing that I'm a different person and by leveling up to, to meet my standards and who I am and who I want to be. And when you own that, those things will never happen to you again. You will never be in those same scenarios because you have evolved into a different woman. Yeah. And I was just, I was actually just talking to somebody about this and maybe it was you. Um, that's failure. <laughs> I say this all the time, but failure is one of the best lessons that you can learn. I mean, if I fail every single day at something and it is truly one of the greatest lessons in life is to fail every single day as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as you know, whoever, an athlete, everything. It, it teaches you so much about who you are that you're able to go, okay, I failed. I learned. Let's go. Let's move on. Yeah. We're so scared to fail, but failing is teaches you life's greatest lessons. And I don't know if you've ever seen the video. It's, um, I'm forgetting her name now, the owner of Spanx. And yes. she, she talks about how, when she grew up, her dad was like, what did you fail at today? And it made it like a really positive conversation that she was not scared to fail in life. And so many of us are scared to fail or scared to look like failures or what are people going to think? So we live inside this bubble and then we're never truly happy with who we are. We never go after what we want or who we want right. to be in life. Right. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um. I think one of the last things I really, I really wanted to talk with you about is I know me and you were both in our Mm thirties, not married, we're divorced. We don't have kids. (laughs) And I know a lot of women are actually in that same scenario and it is becoming, it is becoming more common. I would say then to get married young. I mean, I, when I grew up, like I literally thought I grew up in the church every Sunday, every Wednesday, youth band, which I shouldn't have been in. Cause let me tell you, I was off tone the whole time. I mean, my, my, my summers were spent at church camp. And when you grow up in that very traditional environment, you like me, like if I were, if I were to find like a journal from when I was younger, I probably would have been married by 21 with four kids, you know, married to a Christian Twins. man. Like I had, for sure. You had your life like planned out perfectly. Yeah. And because I think it was so common to, in, in how we grew up and how like traditional we did grow up to get married young and to have kids that you almost feel as you're getting older and that's not happening. Like maybe I'm failing at life. Um, Then you start to realize that, I mean, I realize that I'm not failing at all, but I think a lot of women feel scared or feel nervous for life to not go the way that they thought. And is that something that you dealt with at all or that you deal with still? You know, to be totally honest, that's something that I still deal with. That's something that's, that's still, it doesn't haunt me. It's just a, um, it's a struggle that I have. You know, I yeah. thought at 21, I'd be married to the love of my life. You know, you don't really, you kind of just think like when you're a kid, like, oh, it'll be so easy. And you just find the person or they find you and you get married. You have all these kids, you have the house, you have the dog, you've got the backyard with the swing set. But I think the reality is like, we, we go through a lot of pain and, um, you know, I'm 32 years old and not married, no kids. I've always wanted to be a mom. And it is something that a lot of women our age are dealing with. Um, and 
you know, all I can say to that is that if it's my will, it'll happen. And I always have to trust that and know, like, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in God. So for me, like time is God's time. If God wants me to, to have a family, then I will. If he doesn't, then he won't. But yeah. right now what I'm focused on is looking at myself in the mirror and reminding myself who I am and just to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was listening to a podcast the other day that was really talking about this. And they said like to shift, really shift your focus into who you are internally, because energetically, whether you believe in God, the universe, whatever, energetically, when you're shifting your energy to yourself and who you are and who you want to be, the things that you want will naturally come into your life. But when you shift and your energy is, why am I not married? Why don't I have kids? I want it. I want it. I want it. Then you settle for less. How about the, how about the thought of, when you're in a relationship and you're always thinking about them cheating, what ends up happening? They usually always cheat. cheat. It's the same thing. If you're thinking about, I'm never going to be a mom. I'm never going to have a family. I'm never going to, that is very, very true. You're, you're, you're like prolonging what could, could attract you. You are a product of your environment. Yes. I mean, we are, we are what we believe every single day. And you're right. If that's constantly happening, we might end up, not only are we ending up in a scenario that's less for us, but we end up in the scenario that we don't want because that's all we think about and focus on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But if you take that away and you focus on yourself and build yourself up and who you are internally, then those things will naturally happen and fall into place because you're not focused on the negativity. You're like focused on you. Let me tell you, it's not always easy. And every day it's not always pretty. There will be a week where you're like, you know, I'm going to let the negative energy go. And then the next week you wake up and you choose violence. It's it's not pretty at all. It is messy. Like healing (laughs) and owning your truth and doing the inner work is like messy. Lindsay and I have called each other crying more times than not. We actually, funny story, we were supposed to record this podcast last week and we ended up just talking and crying and catching up for like, what, an hour, hour and a half. half. Yeah. We we just said today is not the day, you know, we needed, we needed to vent, we needed to support each other. And, and that sometimes it's what you need. It is. Yeah. Um, awesome, Lindsay. Okay. So this is the crying burns calories podcast. So I'm going to ask you some questions about crying to wrap this up. Oh yes. My <laughs> number one topic. Best one ever. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. Number one, <laughs> what is most likely to make you cry? Oh, the thought of losing my dogs. Oh my gosh. That's we heavy. Just, we just went, we Pe- just went real People dark. usually say the notebook. <laughs> I mean, that makes me cry too, but I'll, I'll be laying with my dogs and I'll think, oh my gosh, I just thought about it yesterday. I'm like, they're three and four years old. You know, we yes. still have a long life to live, but oh my gosh, the, the day yeah. that when that happens, ooh, I'm going to be a disaster. I thought that about Tucker the other day. I looked at him and I'm like, I feel like the hair on your face is turning white and you're only four years old. Right. Like, stop. Yeah. I know. It's like how parents say, please don't grow up for your kids. Right. It sucks. What happens when you're 32? You've got dogs. (laughs) You've got dogs. Okay. What was the last thing that made you cry? Um, Thinking about your dogs dying. I'm like, wait, was it this morning? No, I haven't cried today yet. Wow. It's just shocking. Yes. It's a win. That is a win. Something happened yesterday at the lab. I can't remember fully, but it was a good crying moment. It was like, um, I think 
somebody was talking to somebody and they were saying something good and I, it was like a tear up moment, but yeah, that's, I that's love it. Last thing. Yeah. And what is your go-to food when you're crying? Oreos. I mean, without a doubt, any type in Oreos. Or, out this the double stuff, line. the Halloween. Wait, they did have the whole new line? Yes. Of all like frozen stuff. I saw so you post you that. catch me at Walmart because I don't know where else it's going to be. If you catch me there, you'll know where I'm, what I'm doing. We know Whole Foods isn't going to carry that shit. Uh, no, Whole Foods is going to let me down every time. <laughs> every time. Sorry, Newman's own. You don't, so you don't, <laughs> you don't hold up to our sandals, which no. I love. See, this is the real talk that we need. These are the things that we all do and go through. Yes. This I, is what real trainers, they eat Oreos. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I got into this industry. Why? Because I love to eat and I love food. And I want to teach you that you can love food too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, Lindsay, thank you so much for being just the human that you are. Tell everybody where they can find you, where your gym is at, your social media, all of the things. Yeah. Well, they can find me on the streets of Detroit. I'm usually walking around. <laughs> getting, barked, getting, barked getting barked at. at. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my gym is on the east side of Detroit, right by Belle Isle. And you can find me on social media. My Instagram handle is Hustle Hard Holder. And my Boom. gym, the name of my gym is Hustle Flow Lab amazing definitely go follow Lindsay if you're in the Detroit area there is no other gym you want to go to because you will feel amazing the second that you walk in there so Lindsay thank you for being you thanks for coming on the podcast love love thank you so much for listening make sure you like this podcast leave me a review and share it with any women in your life that you think need to hear it If you don't already follow me, go over to Instagram, search Conditioned by Katie. Make sure you follow me. You're part of this community. If you're interested in working with me, look, I have so many different ways you can work with me from one-on-one coaching to small group to master classes that I host and everything in between. The best way you can find out what's going on in the Conditioned by Katie world is to either follow me on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter on my website. That's going to give you all the updated info and a lot of other fun things every single week. But look, I'm just so happy you're here. I'm happy you're part of this community. Keep showing up, keep growing with me and keep being you.